three, two, one. Hey guys, welcome back to You, you Get, Get Me. Me. I'm Meleth. And I'm Charlotte. And today we are talking about the New Year's ins and outs. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. What is this signifying for you? Is it? Does it signify anything? A new year? A new year. Is it a new year, new you? Um, probably not. No. Why is that? Well, it never really has been, TBH. Mm. And, and I know the long-term <laughs> listeners, this will be a little bit reminiscent of <laughs> <laughs> New Year same bullshit. Um, which was a long-gone podcast, which... Is it still up? I really hope not. I think it might be. But anyway. Anyway, I'm back on TikTok. So I actually need New Year, New Me because I've been off TikTok for a while. So I'm actually... Is that a positive? Um, it doesn't have to be positive. It can just be new. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm obviously regressing a little bit. And I've hopped onto TikTok. But I've deleted Snapchat and Instagram. You've deleted Snap? No, you haven't. <laughs> you Snapchatted me an hour ago. No, I had to re-download it to like reply to people but then I delete it immediately that's not really deleting Snapchat no but it stops me from just like going on my phone and looking at Snapchat okay you have to have intent yeah like I'm like I intend to message Charlotte so I re-downloaded it no I get that I I intend to see if this person's messaged me so (laughs) that's less good I think that's one of my big goals as well is to be a lot more intentional with the way I use my phone I've not uninstalled Instagram because I would lose contact with too many people well that's the thing especially with university everyone messages on Instagram DMs so I actually don't which is weird but I don't want to get rid of it but I'm really trying to challenge it I don't want to open Instagram from a place of boredom I want to open the app with a clear objective I want to never open the app again yeah I hope the objective is to answer my friends and not to, like, numb my own brain. Maybe I think I need to buy a flip phone. That might be, that might be fun. But no one would message me. Knowing me, I just get I addicted to, to Snake. And I, and I want the reels. <sighs> like, I like it when people send me the reels. It makes me feel loved. It feels quite personal when someone sees a video of, like, a happy group of friends and they're like, this reminds me of us. Uh, that's not quite the videos I tend to get sent. <laughs> okay, well, that's kind of a you problem. <laughs> your friend's problem. You don't yes. have your friends. Um, but basically, what I was trying to say is, the trend is on TikTok. People are saying what's in for them in 2024 and what's out for them. Um, and I was journaling mm-hmm. deep late in the night and I just thought, God, I need to write my ins and outs. Uh-huh. Um, top three ins I could think of were... Going to lectures. Because, to be honest, think about how much money you pay for a degree. Mm-hmm. Too much. And I should probably make use of that and go to my lectures. But you know what? When you're sick, I don't understand how we did full school days. No, because I'll have a lecture and a seminar. I'll be like, oh, busy day. No, because I need to nap for four hours after that. It just takes up so much mental space. But I think it's because there is often a part of it that's like your body is actually allowed to relax and process things at a normal speed and you're not just mm. in overdrive 24-7. How 16-year-old me was handling... No, but I like that. But the thing is, I am a bit. Th- I am a bit the same. I would rather be really busy than really, really relaxed. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think my brain needs stimulation, which is not a bad thing. But it just because then what happens is I spend all day at school being so so overstimulated. I would get home and be in like a coma of like Instagram, TikTok, mm. and I could not pull myself out. So you need a middle ground. But now I'm in the coma of Instagram and whatever. Yeah, and and it's like before at to... least you were learning something. Yeah, exactly. Well, was I even? I mean, I was. Anyway, the second thing I want to do is journal more. I feel like I've really been lacking. And by journaling, I'm talking about my, like, my continuous stream of consciousness typing that I do. Mm. Um, And I feel like when I neglect it, I feel, the thing is, when I feel my spats of anxiety, um, it tends to coincide with the fact that I haven't done enough of that. Okay. So whenever I'm feeling like, oh God, like, I just feel not well today, like, in my body. Not because I'm sick, but because my body's, like, not 
in alignment with what's going on mm. it's usually because i haven't journaled in a while and then i just need to get out and it's not like i don't talk to people like all i do is yap everyone's ear off about you have a podcast <laughs> yeah like this is literally my life source is to just talk to people about things but it sometimes just isn't enough it's just writing it down absolutely it's the mental maintenance as well as the physical maintenance Word. i mean i know everyone talks about it but it's very very socially acceptable to be like oh, i'm gonna go to the gym to look after my body a bit more but it's not socially acceptable as much to be like i'm gonna read a book a week to prioritize my own mental space or whatever it doesn't have to be reading but whatever it is that allows you to actually is it not relax. is it not socially acceptable okay not okay that's not what i meant i don't like my point anymore. no no i'm sorry i'm not here to bash you i'm here to i'm here to push you <laughs> can we cut all of that out please no do you know what no no because listen to me the one critique i get from this podcast a lot of the time is like you and charlotte you just have the same mind you never critique each other okay. you just sit there and you just agree with each other no one wants to listen to two girls sit and agree with each other all right let's have a fight okay <laughs> i just fought you okay it yeah. wasn't a fight it was just a, no you're it was right just, it was a socially acceptable was definitely the wrong choice of words i meant it's less of a mainstream okay goal in some ways i think especially i'm talking about conversations related to new year culture i'm mm-hmm. um, obviously everyone's gonna you know go to the gym or very tangible things but i don't think there's as much space or as much conversation around things that nourish you emotionally and mentally and spiritually i agree it's not as acceptable to be like i'm gonna spend half an hour writing do you think we're still deep in hustle culture yeah i think that's what i'm trying to say i think it's that it doesn't it's not seen as maximizing your potential output maybe Mm. you know if you're really strong and you go to the gym i think there's really tangible things that can come of that whereas who cares if your brain is busy or quiet Mm. you're not getting anything tangible at the end of it do you not think with this whole like instagram age that people are kind of aestheticizing that though because i feel like i've seen Mm. a lot of like how to care for yourself like all this mental but my thing about that is that you see how to have a self-care evening and it's an influencer using five different skin products all of which are single-use plastic and then they're filming themselves in the bath they're obviously not actually meditating completely you know mindfully because they're aware of the camera that's filming them and it's like it just feels like such a facade to me and i don't have a problem with lifestyle content as a concept but I just feel like a lot of it is very, I don't know, hypocritical. Yeah, no, 100%, I agree. Mm. And then it'll be like, at the bottom, commission paid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so just it, it I unpack my deepest, too. darkest secrets and trauma, sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, okay, good point. Uh, okay, so what are your ins for 2024 then? Um, Other than going to lectures and not being addicted to your phone. <laughs> um, accepting things that you can't control. Yeah. But not in a nihilistic way, in a way of like, the world will keep turning so I'm able to have control over the things that matter to me and mm-hmm. that's a good thing. Yeah. That's that's literally it at the end of the day. If you're like kind of going around your life, God, how do I be happy? How do I get rid of all this anxiety? That is, that's unfortunately the only way to do it. I mean, obviously there are loads of tangible and tidbits, bits and tricks we can give you, but at the, at the end of the day, it all comes down to being able to accept the things we can't control. Absolutely. And putting into the action the things that we can. So, on that note, I'm going to have breakfast this year. Okay, cool. I just, I've never been, I have, I've never been a breakfast person, whatever. Ugh. But like, I just, I don't really wake up hungry. But then I've, it has occurred to me, maybe I just don't wake up early enough. Yeah. Maybe I don't give myself enough time to develop a steady routine that doesn't mm-hmm. turn set me up. So, in the same vein of like actually looking out for myself and controlling things, it's the little control. I think, I think my thing is the little control variables that you can 
tune to like give yourself more energy would be yes. great i hate feeling tired i hate feeling uninspired yeah, yeah, yeah. i've been on a really passionate creative streak recently yeah, I love and, I, and i love it um and a lot of it comes from the fact that i get up earlier i'm living on my own so i control my own schedule my own diet mm. and i just feel like that's not a coincidence yeah i sorry and this is going to sound irrelevant but it just came to my mind and i want to say it um but with this whole like 2024 ins and outs thing that i saw on tiktok a lot of people were saying like 2024 the plot and like Mm. and i think oh that's interesting this is interesting because i want to talk about this um i'm not too entirely sure how i feel about this whole for the plot business because this is not a new concept also like obviously we've had the whole iterations of like be your main character and just do things for the plot um and i think I kind of was in this mindset of like, God, I don't say enough. I don't say yes to enough things. And like, Mm. I need to just start doing things because I can. I don't really think I agree with that. And my in for 2024 is to be more intentional with my actions and not just do things because I'm bored. Or because I think that I would be missing out on an experience if I didn't. And that's not to say that I was kind of forcing myself to do things that I didn't want to do. But was I kind of like dying for it? Yeah, I really get that. I think the whole YOLO attitude can at a point become quite self-destructive. Exactly. And like, is there a point where it's better to do things, to not do things and just be a little bit bored than yes. do things? And like, I'm not saying go around your life not doing anything because you think you're going to regret it. And I don't have any regrets, mm. but I don't know. I just don't think I completely agree with the whole do it because you can. Yeah. I know I know the whole point of the human experience is to experience as many things as possible and to like live in as many emotions as you know, in I think, your opinion. Yeah, in my like I think that's a beautiful way to live life. But I do also think there's a level of self-preservation to it and I just want to be more intentional with my actions and not just be willy-nilly. Not like really have been, but that was kind of I was shaming myself for not being like that. Mm. I was kind of like, god, why aren't you saying yes You're not to maximizing. Things? Yeah, like whatever. you could have done that like you could have done this. Why Do you, did not you just think say that's yes just hustle that? culture a little bit as well? But it's not hustle. It's not like, oh, I should have said yes to this workload. It's like, oh, mm. I should have said yes to this person. Or Do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. And I think at the end of the day, all the times I did say no were still right decisions because I listened yes. to my gut. But I think a lot of people, will, when I tell them that, they're like, God, you should have just said yes. Like, what's, what's it going to hurt? And it's like, well, it could hurt, actually. Mm-hmm. And I don't agree entirely. I'm not saying there's... I'm not saying there's not a good side to do it for the plot, but mm. I just think I don't want to... I don't know if that's the energy I want to carry into 2024. I really... I agree with a lot of that, especially your thing about boredom. And mm. I think one of my big ins, maybe, is becoming comfortable with being bored. Yeah, that's it, I think honest. I've been very, very quick to, like, not even give myself a second of silence. Yes. I'll go through my day. I'll either go to school or I'll go to work or I'll see someone or I'll do this activity and then I'll get home and it's immediately on my phone. It's like mm. not giving my brain a second to sort of like marinate and just... Yeah. Because Living it has kind experiences. of... Yeah, because I feel like I'm not actually appreciating a lot of the things that I do really? because I don't give them the time to sink in. Mm. It's like, what is one experience after the other if I don't take 10 minutes to reflect on what happened and how it made me feel? Yeah. Not to sound all hippie, but like... <laughs> I just, if you're just bombarding yourself with stimulation all of the time, it's going to stop feeling like stimulation at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it really all faded into this kind of idle blur. And I think I remember a lot of 2023 as being this kind of mediocre level. But then I actually think back on the things that I was doing. God, it was fantastic. And it was great, but I just wasn't appreciating that. And ever since I've had from uni and whatever, a lifestyle change, like little pockets of quiet, Mm. my general enjoyment of life has gone up a lot, I think. No, 100%. And like, that is the whole point of it as well, because you, 
not to sound woo woo, but like you can't <laughs> enjoy the arts if you don't have the dance. Yeah, la 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 la. But mm. it's so true. Like, and I, so I did the one second of the day. I do it every year. So like, it's literally one second of a video or a photo, and then it compiles it at the end of the year, and it's of each day. Um, and like, I knew I did a lot this year but look even just being able to like see it quantified in picture form video format i was looking i was like god is there a single day that i'm not doing something here i'm either revising i'm seeing people and and i know that's the point of life like i get that um but it just was a very very busy year and i think i'm okay to just like chill out yeah and not do things for the plot yes this year i'm happy to just do it for me also whose plot the imaginary audience's plot yeah. or your plot yeah so true because i think a lot of the spotlight syndrome comes from a very mm. sometimes unhealthy self-awareness or self-perception or this idea that people care or uh, yeah you know what i mean no i do know what you mean that makes sense it's really interesting because i was trying to reflect on the year um thinking about how much i've done and like the amount of movement I've done. and i was thinking i was like god really like, have i changed like a lot of people I've spoken to have been like, well, so much has happened this year. I've changed so much. And even though this has been the year of probably the most movement of my life, like finished my A-levels, moved out of home. Mm. I've been to the most different countries I've been to ever in a, in like a year span. Um, and I still felt the most stagnant that I've ever been, which is mm. really weird because I left the year and I was like, God, I haven't, nothing's really changed. Even though I've literally moved out. Mm. Like I'm, I'm living in London. Like, so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. everything is different than it would have been and yet I still feel that everything looks exactly the same even though it's not Mm. um and I don't know if I want to keep that stagnation in the year or I want to like get things moving but it's weird because even though everything was physically moving around me um friends wise people wise location wise like if if I didn't feel movement then then when will I feel movement why do you need to feel movement why do you want that I just, it's not that I necessarily want it, but it's like a way of quantifying that I've achieved something. Mm. And I'm not saying I need movement of I'm improving upon myself, but I expected some sort of mental shift. Yeah. And my mental space feels the same. So do you reckon it's a question of looking at your expectations and how they match up to your actions or do you not have to psychoanalyze it that much can you just let it be? yeah I I sometimes think like oh I don't want to over intellectualize my thoughts yeah. but I also think like I want to be on a steady progression of maturity yeah like I want to mature each year do you know what I mean like as I'm getting yeah. older I you want to think... feel like things are worth it as well the yeah experiences that you're having are amounting to something. it's not that no it's not the experience I have haven't amounted to anything like I still am super super it's not like I don't have any gratefulness for the experiences I've had mm-hmm. but m- I don't feel older. Yeah. And I don't it's I don't feel particularly wiser. And I feel like at the end of each year I do tend to kind of have like a big shift from what I had in the beginning of the year. But I honestly think that's quite a mature mindset because I think it would be more concerning if you'd have moved out of home and immediately thought you ran the planet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it's quite humbling and good in a way to be aware of your youth and your vulnerability and, and your my naivety, yeah, and your naivety because that's a beautiful thing because that's given you a foundation that you're going to build upon so true i don't i'm not trying to inter- out intellectualize you here no 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 no. i agree i agree with you i just i i think you shouldn't stress too much about feeling like a kid because i feel younger than i did two years yes ago. yeah that's the thing and that's why I, I was really thinking that i was like living on my own you know doing my own weekly shop buying my own toilet roll <laughs> the laundry you know exactly that kind of thing oh i'm doing i'm like adulting but i just yeah i feel younger i'm on the phone with estate agents but i feel like a child in her mum's coat yeah 
It just, it just feels like I'm playing dress up the whole time. Yes, exactly. But I think it's because we've got a new facet of our identity that we've never had before. Or something that has to be quite prominent quite a lot of the time. Mm. Like, I think we could almost tap in and tap out of maturity yes, and adulthood yes, when it suited us. 100%. And now I'm in it. Mm. And it's This not- is who I am and this is how the world is starting to treat me, even if I don't feel that way. Right. It's weird because, um, so my, so my dog, I, I usually, I'm usually the one who takes it to the vet. Mm. Um, because my mum gets quite emotional taking her to the vet like she finds it quite she can't really do it I, I do it because I don't mind obviously I still get emotional but when I'm at the vet this is just a very niche analogy <laughs> I don't know if you understand it but when I'm at the vet I I was speaking to my mum about this as well when my dog has like cut on her paw like something's wrong with her and I take her to the vet obviously I feel very emotional but I kind of completely zap myself of any of emotion when I'm there mm. and I'm kind of just like I'm the adult here. So I don't yeah. feel emotions about it. I don't feel sad. I don't feel... Like, obviously, it's uncomfortable, but at the end of the day, I'm there because I'm taking my dog to the vet. But then when I had my mum with me, and, like, when she gets emotional about it, I'm just like, I can't have that. I don't want that near me because I need to stay in this zone. And with yeah. my mum here, I have the option to tap out of my adulthood. Yes. And so I was the child in that situation. And so I was like, God, no, because now I'm feeling the emotions. And I don't want to. I don't want to feel sad about my dog. I don't want to... Del- and she's okay, obviously. Not obviously, but, like, thank God she's fine. But yeah, even just a little thing it just I when having that mother presence there makes me go back into my childhood and after being in adulthood for not so long but like just the fact that you're living alone puts you in that zone coming out of it so jarringly is a really weird experience I'm like I don't want to feel the emotions right now like give me a second to go back into my adulthood facade do you know what I mean yes I think when you are on the cusp of adulthood like 18 year olds like we are I Mm. think it's very very jarring to switch it always feels like code switching in a way yes between the two it's so weird because I'm moving back home I'm a child and I have to go live in London by myself I have to be an adult you can't not be yeah it's it's between your childhood bedroom or central London yeah it's very very stark Mm. yeah I get that I don't know what that means for the for the next year but that's just what I'm I think we'll settle into it. Ultimately, it's a new role that we're not accustomed to. Mm. It's a role in the sense that it doesn't actually hinge off of our own identity or who we are. It's just a new way in which we're going to interact with the world. And it will make more sense as it settles, I think. So you don't see it as like a part of yourself? It's more just... No, I see it as an extension of myself. Okay. Because I've always been fiercely independent. You Mm -hmm. speak to me as a seven-year-old, you would have been like, bloody hell. (laughs) I'm not being funny. As a baby, I wouldn't let my parents feed me. I'd be like, no, I'm going to feed myself. I'm going to feed myself. So me living alone is just an extension of that personality trait. Really? Okay. That's how I see it anyway. Or me going out more and socialising is an extension of the fact that I value strong friendships and I always have and I always will. Okay. Yeah, that I makes think. sense. I mean, I, I don't know if that's 100% true for every part of my personality, but I find it a helpful way to frame things if I'm feeling a bit like a fraud. Mm, yeah, I think that's it, it's feeling like a fraud. Yeah, but it's ridiculous because what else are you meant to do? You just have <laughs> to do no a other option, Yeah, you, we don't have another option. So true. Okay, should we go through the ins and outs a little bit more? Okay, right, so th- that's that was one tangent, but what's another in for you or another out? We'll do the ins, we've been doing the ins. Okay. Okay, good grammar. I like good grammar. This is important to me. I I like editing my friends' essays. <laughs> me too. I love it. I love it. I'm going to work on it. Liv <laughs> sent me a text with the wrong your last I'm night. Sorry. And I was not very happy. Listen, I was just in a bit of a silly, goofy mood, which is my second in, <laughs> is to have more silly, goofy moods. Yes, absolutely. Um, Gut health is in. That's in. For me personally, mm-hmm. it's a big in for me. And also just healthcare. This yes. is going to sound really bad but i'm gonna start addressing health concerns and not just writing off that lump or that pain oh, I don't okay lump, lump. lump no sorry that was really extreme um yeah <laughs> please check your lumps and bumps 
Um, but pains, definitely. You know when you just sort of like uh, allow it. Yeah, don't allow it. Because then before you know it, your appendix is burst. And like, why have I had a cough for two months? You know, mm. go get that checked out. Look in your windows for the black mold. Yes, yeah, right. I had do. black mold. Why did, so I let, why did I let the black mold grow? Grow. And I'm like, I create an why ecosystem. Am why am I ill? You've got black mold in your room, babe. On top of that, go get your wisdom teeth removed. I'm honestly just saying this to myself. So when I listen to this back, I'll be like, right, I have to go call the dentist. If this resonates with anyone listening, fantastic. But I want, if, if you, if you, the listener, have an appointment that you need to make that you've been putting off, please pause this podcast call the number it will take you five minutes and just say hi i need a consultation for my wisdom teeth yes so we need i need to reschedule the blood test appointment that got cancelled or whatever just do it just do it guys Healthcare is self-care yes who said that to me recently i've definitely stolen that from somewhere okay citation someone undetermined will update <laughs> a friend this is not academic misconduct in guinea pigs oh guinea pigs are so in I'll tell you why we said this. We were talking about how men sometimes feel like they lack the intellectual capacity to have a real conversation. Men are just so unserious. Okay, that's a nicer way of putting it. (laughs) They lack the intellectual capacity. That was a little bit. Um, I'm just going to reference you back to our misandry episode um, quickly. Sorry. Yep. Um, God, I have to tamper down the the crazy feminazi over here. But... I just accepted that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. What? We're saying that about men. They're kind of like guinea pigs. They're kind of cute, but ultimately it's like, thoughtless. It's like, what? It, I, I think the, the conversation was, <laughs> if every man turned into a guinea pig... The world would be a better place. If, yeah. Well, crime would certainly drop. Just I'll give you that. Guinea pig on guinea pig crime. And then I said, what would they do? Just squeak at me aggressively. But they do that they anyway. They do that anyway. <laughs> so... so that's kind of fair. This is obvi- I feel like this is a necessary caveat and I'm not appealing to people that I don't care about appealing to. But I've been reflecting a lot on this that I, I use the term men as a collective noun mm. in the same way that I would use other terms that don't necessarily refer to the literal group that they're referring to. Do you know what I mean? I wish I could think of an example. I know what you mean, but could you explain that to the listener? Yeah. I think when I say men, obviously, I'm not even doing a not all men thing here. Like, obviously, we're not thick. I'm not referring to every single man on planet Earth. Should be a guinea pig. Yeah, I'm talking... (laughs) I'm making a satirical comment about the masculine culture that all men can choose... All men interact with inherently... And many choose to perpetuate further. Right, so maybe we just need a new word for it. Because I think when I say men, I don't mean the literal collective noun of every biological man. I don't, man or no, I don't, gender, I don't mean that either. Um, yeah. I guess, assholes. But I think what <laughs> what any other term would fail to encompass is the intrinsic ties to masculinity yeah, that afford men to be assholes. Yes, right, but that's just so, that's so wordy. It is, absolutely. So I'm quite happy to stick around with, uh, fuck men. And anyone who gets offended by that, I wasn't trying to cater to anyway. Right. I so I think a lot of people have issue with the whole reactionary misandry thing. Again, refer back to that podcast episode. But it's like, you've got to realise that feminists are beyond the point of caring mm. about what those men think because they were never going to listen in the first place. So if me saying, oh, I wish every man was a guinea pig actually touches something within your heart i think i can live with that yeah i think i'll be fine probably yeah absolutely if you can't if you don't understand that then i guess but then i do wonder are women forced to genuine like go through the process of intellectualization and in application to their femininity Mm. more than men are about anything so therefore are women just better at intellectualizing things or thinking things through because they apply it to their own (laughs) self so much 
Is it very, very, very unfair of me to be like, <sighs> men simply lack the intellectual capacity to think things through because I, they don't have to do it as much as women do? I don't... I Do you I, see where I, I'm going? I completely understand what you're saying, but I think you're missing the element of empathy. Yeah. that Because that, I think, is what you mean. As in, yes. like, because we have to intellectualise our own experience so much mm. um, in relation to our femininity there's the there's the added element of empathy that we gain from that yeah that i think is lacking in that kind of intellectualization because i don't think men don't think about their lives like i don't i genuinely right again to the caveat i don't actually believe men don't have any thoughts obviously (laughs) yeah but i do think the thoughts can sometimes lack empathy Mm. and and that's not a a, a, like a malicious thing that they do and does empathy the lack of empathy derive from the lack of experience i think so yeah okay because it is difficult that you can have sympathy for people but mm. empathy at the end of the day is like understanding how someone feels it's very internal as well yeah so again this is the thing i think people get the wrong end of the stick if i get a bit frustrated about negative male interactions and think that i am condemning the entire male race mm. but like it isn't like that and honestly again another caveat um since joining uni i've made a couple of really close male friends that are single-handedly changing my opinion on the men in my life and i and thank so, them for that and yeah. I it's it's wonderful honestly to have friends that are guys that I can appreciate on an intellectual and artistic uh, just a friendship level do I was speaking to a friend um Mm. and she was just saying like I think I really struggle to be attracted to men not not that she's like she's saying I'm straight but Mm. I struggle to date men because I don't respect them (sighs) but but I think that just comes from the fact that you feel they don't respect you yeah and um I think the thing about that, so did you have, do you think you had those male friends before uni? No, right? Not really, no. Um, do you think that's helped your attraction? <laughs> Inter- I see where attraction you're going. and interaction with men? It's given me some hope in the sense that, like, I've, I've got very physical proof that there are men out there mm-hmm. who can view women as something other than a form of access or something to be gained. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's a man has the ability to look at me and listen to what I have to say yeah. because he's interested right. in what I have to say and nothing else. And do you see that in your male friendships and that therefore gives you hope for... Yeah. I think I'm quite... I really completely respect people that are quite casual in their attitudes towards dating, sex, whatever that may be. Mm. But it's not me because that that very thing that we've been talking about, I really struggle when I feel like a person doesn't see me. Yeah. I hate interacting with people that I feel like don't see me. And that applies to friendships as well. Who That's does why I though? Like, who doesn't hate that? But I really, I need this kind of, I think maybe it's because I'm quite an artistic, creative person as well. I need that connection. You can't keep blaming it on that. No, I know, but I feel like I really need that sense of connection and I need it to be intrinsic and I need it just... It doesn't have to be intense. I think I sound super intense right now. Yeah. But if you're friends with me, I'm not like that. I'm quite like a... Like, She's super laid back, guys. I'm a cool girl, She's I promise. She's so cool. She's so chill. But I just appreciate things. And I it's know. it's just nice to know, know that on the back burner, the other person's appreciating things too. I think also it's the fact that you have to um, be compatible in your appreciation styles. Yeah, that's a good And I think when it. you say like, oh, I'm creative, I'm this, this and that, I have to, it has to, I have to have it. Yeah. I do think that it's just how you will um, accept the, the um, appreciation of it. Mm. I'm not saying I can't be friends with a scientist. No, I'm just I saying... know, but like, and I, I just think that, not to mansplain, I think what you're trying to say is... No, please, tell me, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I think what you're trying to say is that you're probably more um, compatible with people who are easier to 
express those appreciations yes. and those tend to be creative people because they tend to be more in touch with ways to access that and they tend to have more physical outlets for their emotions and their yeah. passions yeah but that's just obviously and also you are surrounded by creative people because you're doing a creative course and yeah absolutely and so you that's it's not, you it's not a fair with. case study i haven't done a equal analysis yeah, of both exactly. sides of the picture exactly so i think that's that's just your experience no <laughs> no, no, no but it's very you, interesting yeah. and i hope that this hasn't come across in a very like arrogant no i don't think self-involved way like i think i'm so great and i'm only friends with people that appreciate me i don't want it to come across like that at all i do only want to be friends with people who appreciate me yeah absolutely i think it's nice to feel seen and to me i can't feel fully supported in a friendship unless i feel in my heart that people know who i am and they're not just making me who they want me to be ins for 2024 having friends who see your heart oh that's nice and love it um, on that note, my final in for 2024 is annotating books for your friends. No, because where did Ellis that come from? Where did that come from? This um, like anthology or analysis of like strength of female friendships, which I will read as soon as I finish my current book. Um, and she annotated it and she drew fleabag pictures. Super and cute. It's it's, it's actually really a really good book. It's super super short. It's called the radical potential of female friendships. Is it an essay? Um, I don't. I guess a piece. I don't, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's 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 short. It's a short little story book. Um. <laughs> I guess it's an essay, yeah. Uh, I can't remember who it's by. But That's really helpful. I know, but if you look it up... The you're... Radical Potential of Female Friendship. BFF. BFF. Well, I think we need to... Uh, we've got our ins. I'm feeling pretty secure on that. I want yeah. a couple of outs. Yeah, you know, this. we've got to... We're bringing what so many we... things in. We need to make some space. Word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so woo-woo, this episode. Isn't it? I don't know. If I listen to it, I'm either going to love it or despise it. And I just know that. It's the latter. <laughs> It's fine. We'll put it out anyway. No one's listening, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, out. Out. Phone addictions. Word. No, oh. I'm not even dwelling on this more. I'm not even dwelling because we've done a lot. We've done a lot on it. I, I know. Okay. It's the just only thing stop. I will say is that sometimes I feel my hand reaching for my phone before my brain has made the connection yeah, that I want to reach for my scary. phone. It's scary. And it terrifies me, and I'm trying to work on it. Yeah. Um, out. Low standards. Yeah. And that is for everything. That's for friends, relationships, people. Right. That's all the same thing. It's <laughs> all under the people branch. Um, expectations of yourself word i can't take on that project that's too hard for yes you me. i can't apply can. for that scholarship i won't get it yes How you will you and also who cares if you don't at least just try and then you won't be like that is what i mean when i say do it for the plot ah gain experience gain a skill set you know not okay that's different that's that's don't do things because don't not do things because you're afraid of failure yes which i think comes under the umbrella of do it for the plot but i think some of the whole do it for the plot things that i see online is like go get smashed and like yes yeah. don't actually ruin like, your go, health go, go sleep in a field and it's like ah, uh, we don't have to be doing that it's no. funny in an indie movie in real life it's tragic and dangerous and not actually that much fun and nobody cares yeah so um <laughs> out passive aggressiveness oh yeah i put that one down i just can't stand convoluted communication right i would prefer to know where people are coming from and what, I understand why I people feel the need to be passive aggressive. But then just, if you don't know where you're coming from, then just tell me that something feels off and you're trying to figure out why and we can do it together. Oh. And I know that sounds like a parent. <laughs> I know the thing is, I can say- Sounds this, like gentle parenting. It does sound like gentle parenting, but like, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Like, I know that in practice, I don't do this sometimes. Mm, which and that's is why, why it's, it's an out for me. me. Yeah. Because I think sometimes in my head, I'm sparing everyone an unnecessary conversation by right. just, it's not important enough to bring up. Could but then all email. I'm doing is walking around in a slight mood that everyone yeah. can see and then not explaining why. And that does come off as passive aggressive. I see, okay. So either remove yourself from this 
situation if you're able to do so and actually take some space i would really not to be woo woo again but journal write it down because sometimes when you start a stream of consciousness something pops out and you're like oh that's what i was worried about yeah for me I, i journal but i write a lot of poetry and I surprise myself with the lines that come out because I'm like, I didn't realise that was what was bothering me about the situation. Mm. I had an interaction with some people and it, it left me feeling quite bad. So vague. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I was going there. But I was writing a poem and then I realised the crux of the issue was that it made me feel disposable. Mm. And why did being disposable matter to me? Because, you know, this is why I, I need to feel strong in myself. Da, 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 da. And you actually get to the crux of the issue. Love so it. either work on, your, work on it on your own or just be straight up. And if someone doesn't receive that well, maybe they're not strong friendship material. Right. I hate, to, I don't want to be that dismissive. I, I mean this in the sense of a new friend, not like an right. actual lifelong yeah, friend, yeah, realistically. Yeah. But um, or if they don't receive it well, then obviously they've got something that needs to be aired too. I just don't see how anything fundamentally negative can come of it. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, I think as I add on to that, communication bad communication is out for me yes and actual communication is good the thing is like i feel like once i know what i want to say i'm pretty good at communicating it it's Mm. just figuring out what i actually want to get there in the first place because once i know it i'm very i don't feel any need to be like passive aggressive or not say it or feel ashamed to say it like once i know it i'm saying it but it just takes me a while to be like okay no that's actually what i wanted that's why you take time. And I don't want to come across that I'm being like, if you don't have this amazing three-point argument to just deliver at any point, Peel. then you're not valid. Like, some people's brains don't work like that. I think Absolutely. I'm very analytical in some ways. And I'm quite, I can bring stuff to the surface quite easily because I, I think I'm quite in tune with my emotions as a person. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, that's not to say that your feelings are any less valid. Yeah, You just need to know the steps to take to delve into that a bit because it's different for you than it is for me, clearly. Yeah. And out for me is lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't remember why I wrote that down. It was one o'clock in the morning. It was one o'clock <laughs> in the morning. But I think it's in so many aspects. One, stop lying to yourself that you think you like people. Oh, yeah. Like, you have so many options. I think you don't realise that, maybe. Especially when your worldview is defined by, like, a pool of 100 people that you grew up with. Exactly. And, like, you really do not have to lie to yourself thinking that you actually enjoy spending time with people like some people are genuinely insufferable and i know some people find me insufferable and that's absolutely fine oh yeah i i've been i've been insufferable during this episode right and you're entitled to that opinion i've been sat here like how do i get out of it (laughs) stuck in this fort with this bitch yeah and um you didn't have to tell them we're in a fort (laughs) or that you're a bitch (laughs) that's that's a given (laughs) um and see it's fine when i say it yeah it is (laughs) in is sticking up for your friends yes absolutely i think that (gasps) in is sticking up for yourself that's that is really nice i find it so easy to stick up for my friends and i find it so hard to stick up for other myself sorry no no no, that's a lie i'm lying i'm actually just lying it's harder i just lied to myself (gasps) in the flesh guys i think sometimes (laughs) this is a thing like sometimes in conversation i think i'm trying to be relatable i'm trying to be received in a way that i want to be received and i'll say something and it's not even true that's not even true that's not an actual reflection on how i'm feeling yeah it's okay but sometimes i don't know that until i say it out loud sometimes i do think that and then it comes out of my mouth and i'm like no you're yeah. lying you're lying this is a complete caveat and i do actually want to do a proper episode on this at some point so i will save some of my thoughts on this topic but the whole like lying to yourself about how you feel i think was such a derivation of that whole culture we had at our very formative pre-teen teen years of romanticizing pain and suffering mm. and it was romantic or almost attractive or beautiful yes. to be depressed and i think i there was 
or as much as it actually pains me to say out loud i think there's a period of time where i was like 13 that i convinced myself i might have depression Mm. and obviously i didn't obviously i had some very complex ups like intense emotions difficulties in the way i was having to interact with the world that were real and deserved care and attention and airtime yeah but have reading passages about Mm. people wanting to end their lives i don't think that was actually helpful for that issue no i don't think it. and i think it was as much as the mental health conversation has been an undeniably great derivation of the 21st century Mm -hmm. i think sometimes people think they either have to be clinically depressed or or on top of the world and if, if you are if you are upset then you must be mentally ill right and i don't think that's true so in terms of lying to yourself i think it is being very attuned to what you feel where it comes from Mm. not trying to assign labels to words that don't fit but you know i find it such an upkeep to be in tune with my emotions Mm. all the time i say that as if it's i've got a five-step routine no i know but like it honestly does take a lot of it takes a lot of energy so respect to anyone who is trying to keep up on their yeah. emotional fine tuning this year but you are you're i doing, know you're doing your journaling you you do your, lots of exercise you and do i your just jiu-jitsu. i talk all the time but that's great thanks some Charlotte. people can think of anything worse but clearly that's just more your style yeah i just yap and yap and yap and then i'm like no i was lying i'll catch myself and be like oh my good revelation revelation about myself <laughs> in self-awareness out lies <laughs> yeah um okay this one is a bit of a caveat of the early early i keep saying caveat that's your fault you said caveat i'm no, picking I up don't. a new phrase i've literally you said never, it earlier i said I... caveat because of you i did not even know the word caveat existed before i knew you okay well i didn't know that it's I knew your that. fault okay that's and fine we pass and phrases around like diseases <laughs> to be fair they are usually my fault and my one of the at least yours are like intelligent words mine are like whatever whatever (laughs) she'll get me to say stuff like dude bruh whatever like (laughs) such a bad influence no i love it i love it i love it i love it out that's me yeah okay out (laughs) let me just speak sorry (laughs) this is funny out extreme procrastination (laughs) out interrupting out extreme procrastination and that ties into the whole boredom attention span thing Mm. because sometimes you have to be very intentional about what distracts you and what needs to be done and if you know your phone distracts you you put it in another room if you know being in this room will cause you to stare at the artwork instead of looking at your computer don't go to that room what room do you have that causes you to stare at artwork instead of your (laughs) artwork wasn't the right one but you know if you're in a room with like you're staring at the walls instead of your computer or the ceiling i don't know don't work there okay. <laughs> great tips extreme, extreme procrastination also means accepting that something's not going to be fun yeah. i don't want to do that because it'll be boring okay it's just, going to be boring so feel it. the boredom you're going to be what? bored whilst you're doing the task but that's so okay it is being comfortable with being bored that's a good tip yeah. I mean, it's not a tip, but it's like good. I think that's a good way of framing it. It's like, oh, I don't want to write that email. Tough it's luck, gonna be buddy. So, it's going to be so difficult. It's going to hurt my little brain. Okay, your brain will hurt for a bit, but then it will be done. And then you will feel a lot better. And your brain will be bigger at the end of it. I know. And feelings pass. Like, nice. if you are uncomfortable, that's not forever. So true. Thank you, Charlotte. That's okay. I'm, Out I'm family a- vloggers. This is really random, <laughs> but I hate them so much. I think oh it's so gosh. unethical it's and it makes strong. me really, really, really angry. Are we not kind of a family vlogger? No, because okay. we consent to it and we're old enough to consent to it. Fair dues. And it's our, we receive all the benefits of our labour. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> what, what, I don't know what labour this is, but. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Out 
is the, to- to- the Tories. Oh, the Tories. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. May um, 2024, we shall see. No more words on that. Is that what we round off the podcast? I, I think so. Out the Tories, fingers crossed. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, me too. You too. Us too. My legs hurt. Me, my bum hurts. We're sat in a fork because I know it's going gonna, gonna to make a difference to the sound quality, but I know fully well I'll go back to this, to this and it'll just be like, echo, echo, echo. echo. And you'll just hear us shuffling under the blanket so it'll be worse. It'll be the rustle of my hair on this. <laughs> Right, if you liked this, if you liked it, well, that's great. Um, follow us on Instagram, message us. We'd love to know your ins and outs for 2024. I'll put a question box. Oh, on the spot. Okay. What do you mean, realistically? <laughs> I'm social sec. Oh, you are social sec, and I'm <laughs> editor. Editor. Even though, I mean, we're both. I mean, procrastination is out. Don't forget. Okay. Right. So that means I have to end up the episode with in decent time. It's fine. We're off schedule anyway. <laughs> What is the schedule? We will see you. <laughs> That's a voice crack. Oh no. Guys, we will see, see you when we see you. you. Bye, Bye guys. guys. I double guys that.